0: Hey everybody, it's Lon Seidman. It's time once again for your weekly wrap-up, and this week we're going to have a little Starlink collab. I met up with a YouTuber out in Washington State that has Starlink, and we're going to interview him with video over that new satellite internet service. Let's get to it. Now before we jump into the interview, I just wanted to bring you up to speed on some news Uh, SpaceX opened up their public beta just a couple of days after our last news update about Starlink, and the service now uh, is available for a $499 equipment charge and then $99 a month, and they call this the Better Than Nothing plan, uh, which means that it's better than what you've got, which is probably nothing if you need Starlink for your internet. Uh, If you go over to the Starlink Reddit subreddit, They've got a lot of details as to where these beta invitations are being sent out, and they are being sent out geographically uh, based on how far north you are in the United States. It looks like Canada now might be part of this soon as well, and you can see where all of the current beta testers are residing in. So it looks like as time goes on and more satellites get up, those betas will move farther south. But at the moment, this looks to be about the extent of the beta testing. Uh, Now, the interview today is with a guy named Josh Gryson. He's a uh, fellow computer IT person, and he's out in uh, Yakoma, Washington. And you can check out Josh's YouTube channel at the link that you can see on screen here. And he's going to be monitoring the uh, comment section down below and try to answer some of your questions that you might have on his channel. This is kind of a collab we're doing here. So you can either ask down below uh, or head over to his channel and subscribe if you're interested in Starlink. He's gonna be testing anything that people wanna know about it within reason. Uh, So definitely look him up and check it out. Now, throughout the course of the interview, we're going to have a little status indicator up from my vMix software. Uh, vMix is the live production software I use to make all of my videos, and it has a really cool call function Uh, where i can send out a link to somebody and bring them right into my live production with just the web browser and this feature has a status indicator that you can see on screen here and it's going to show you a latency number here for both video and audio it's not unusual when i'm on vmix to see a latency number of about 200 to 250 milliseconds on a really good close internet connection so the High latency numbers you'll see are not as important as the flow of data here. Uh, But Josh will share some of his experiences running latency tests on the Starlink connection, along, of course, with some of the bandwidth tests that he's run. So let's get to that interview, and I'll be back when it's done. All right, joining us now is Josh Gryson, who's got that Starlink beta installed. Josh, first of all, thank you for coming on the show. It's great to have you here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: And you're in uh, Washington State. Are you kind of up north there?
1: Uh, yeah, we're we're definitely in the northern part of the United States. I'm kind of in central Washington, right in the middle, Ellensburg, Yakima area.
0: And what we're going to do here while we're chatting is I'm going to put up – it'll come back and forth here. I've got a little data analysis tool as part of my vMix call system that measures the call quality. Um, so right now Josh is sending us 720p data, I'm assuming from a webcam. Uh, we're going at about 1.4 megabits per second here. Josh and I have been talking a little bit before we got started Um, Pretty low latency, at least for vMix call. Typically, these things uh, have a little higher latency because sometimes our our calls get pushed through a couple different places. But so far, to me at least, this looks pretty good. I was running a call the other night and uh, the latency I'm seeing here is pretty consistent with that. But we'll go through some of the testing that uh, you've done with Starlink in a little bit. Uh, Now, I'm curious, what was the Internet access like available where you were before you got Starlink? Is it is it something that you were really excited to be able to get something better for? Or was this just something to hook up and play with?
1: Yeah, in in the city that I'm closest to, the Internet's great. I mean, they have, uh, you know standard broadband options uh, but I live uh, about 25 minutes out of town in kind of orchard country and in, in central Washington that's what we're known for as apples right it's a uh, vineyards and apple farms and so I'm surrounded by a bunch of farms and it's really just super slow DSL or point-to-point wireless internet so they're literally uh, shooting internet across the valley um, and that works pretty well but it's pretty expensive for what it is I uh, there's a, a local ISP here called advanced high-speed internet that I've just been using for the last couple of years and they do, I think I paid like $70 a month for 10, 10 down and five up. Oh, wow. Is what okay. I was paying. <laughs> and, it, and the latency was pretty bad. It, it worked enough to stream, and I could, I definitely wasn't going to upload any YouTube videos in, in record times or anything. And you can't like download a video game very quickly or anything like that. But it did the trick for streaming YouTube and a couple other things, you know.
0: And this is called the Better Than Nothing Plan, I think, that SpaceX is offering right now. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 tried to take all of the, uh, any any expectations away with the email. Um, it was weird. Like they, they kind of started it off by lowering your expectations, but then towards the end they listed these specs that were way better than most people I think in rural areas get today. So you're kind of like, well, I don't know what they're saying here because the specs you just dropped would be five to 10 times better than what I get today. So if it's way better than nothing in, in a lot of people's opinion, I think, um, Especially the uploads, you know, if you can get 20 to 25 up, um, that makes uploading a YouTube video or something or having a video chat a lot easier.
0: And I should mention, too, that you have a YouTube channel, which is How I Found You. And what we'll be doing in a few minutes is rolling in some footage from that channel. And we'll have a link to it down below in the video description so people can go in and follow your adventure here. Because I'm sure there's going to be more to talk about uh, as this as this goes along. Yeah. Um, so, so tell me, um, what's it been like so far? We're, we'll talk about speeds in a minute, but as far as reliability is concerned, you know, obviously this is a very, uh, novel concept, these low earth orbiting satellites, you need to have, I would guess two or three of them in view of the satellite dish at any given time. You probably know better than I do at this point, but what's it been like? Has it been reliable? Does it stay up most of the day?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, you know, it's, it's not perfect. Uh, I do get, a a drop every now and again for maybe 10 to 30 seconds it seems to happen more in the morning Uh, but it's it's definitely consistent at night i haven't noticed really any drops which is kind of interesting so it definitely seems like the time of day i think it just depends on the orbital pattern of the satellites i actually have a couple websites that i'm going to share um eventually um when i when i kind of find the better ones that can show people exactly where the satellites are in real time and so you can kind of see you know what's going on with the Starlink satellites and everything else that's up there. It's kind of interesting to kind of track that as they're launching hundreds and hundreds of satellites into low Earth orbit.
0: So um, you'll know when. So when yeah, th- there's definitely some gaps. And you'll know yeah, when you you're, you're going to go down, right? <laughs> you got to get that download done before, before the thing crashes on me. So, um, so that, yeah. that's interesting. So yeah, it's, it's kind of neat. That it, I mean, it's been holding up pretty well here so far since we got started. So that's, that's, I mean, that's better than I expected. And it is better than nothing. Yep. So uh, that's good. Yes. So um, how did you get into the beta? This, um, you, know, you you got an email one morning and, and that was it? Did you sign up? For yeah, something? exactly. Like, how did you get this thing?
1: Yeah, you have to sign up. Um, You go to the Starlink.com website. I think for the last six to eight months, they've had a page up where you could sign up for beta. I don't remember the exact date, but it was a while ago. Um, For a long time, they just had like a a splash page that gave you information on it. And they didn't have anything to really sign into or to to sign up for. But then they announced that they were going to be doing beta and to put your address in, put your email in, and they'd reach out to you. When the beta was ready and they did mention that they were probably going to be looking at northern uh, half of the uni- or the northern half of the northern half of the united states and possibly southern canada at some point and uh and that's what happened so last thursday I, it, it might have been wednesday i think i got an email uh just out of the blue I uh, hadn't heard anything from them except for that email for you know ever since i originally registered i think for the beta and i just said hey we're ready to do the better than nothing beta here's the specs you can expect to see. Uh, it's not going to be perfect. And here's how you, uh, sign up. You just go to the website, create an account. Um, you know, they double check your email and then you, you put in a a flat fee for the the hardware and then it's $99 a month after that. And And so I put all that in for,
0: and is there like a, a, like a service commitment? you have to subscribe for a certain length of time at that 99 bucks? So you could cancel and keep the hardware and then re subscribe later
1: yeah it appears like the, based on the cost of the hardware I don't know if they're subsidizing it or not, but it was five hundred dollars up front, and that gave you the the uh the dish and it gave you a power injector and it gave you a starlink router and a stand um like a just a tripod stand, not a roof mount or anything like that and you can buy roof mounts as a separate accessories um and so for that, that's what I think covers um you know the five hundred dollars covers all the hardware. I don't believe there's commitments. When I signed up, it wasn't like a uh, year contract or two-year contract for the beta program. It was just, yeah, it's a monthly fee, and you pay up front for the hardware, and I'm assuming I can cancel whenever I like. I haven't looked to, to see if there's a cancel button <laughs> in the portal, <laughs> but uh, w- once you sign up on the website, you do get to sign into the website and look at your billing, and you can you know, change your um, credit card information and that kind of thing and order the extra mounts and that type of stuff, and there's instructions and frequently asked questions um, and then they have the app for the Android and the phone, which is what you use to interface with the, uh,
0: the hardware. So let's take a look at some of the uh, B-roll from your, from your YouTube channel. So the, the dish looks bigger than I thought it would look like. So tell me about that. It's, it's pretty
1: big, and it's actually a lot heavier than it looks. Uh, I'm kind of straining there. Like when I pulled it out, I was surprised at how heavy it was. I was like, whoa, I'm gonna drop this thing. And it's, and it's kind of like an awkward shape, right? So mm-hmm. it, I would say it was 25 or 30 pounds, which I kind of stated in the video. And, you know, it's, it's definitely heavy on the uh, on the dish side. The mount's just a standard kind of a hollow tube. So, you know, it's all the weight's in the head there. Um, and it's it's got a motor in it. Uh, it does adjust itself when you put it in. You don't have to adjust it. So you just slide it into the stand and it clicks in. Um, and uh, the instant you plug it into the power injector it and you plug the power injector into the wall, it turns on and it starts trying to find its orientation.
0: Hmm, and then that's it. And so do you, do you hear the motors it. Is it moving the motors significantly and, and is it locking onto something or is it tracking? How does, how does the motor work on it?
1: Uh, just, it goes, um, in one direction. I, I believe I want to do a time-lapse of it on it. Cause I, when I did it, I was not outside when I did it. So okay. I was inside playing with the power injector and plugging it in. By the time I got outside, it was already horizontal. So it kind of ships in a vertical position where the, oh, the mount is right up against it like this. And then it just kind of rotates like this. Mm-hmm. And so it can do this type of rotation. Okay. And so I, I've seen it. It's kind of tilted like this right now, and it can go – it looks like it can go all the way vertical. And so I don't know if it moves over time or if it just finds its position based on where you've put it and stays there. Um, so I think the one way to find out will be to um, just take a time lapse for a day right. and see if it moves well, that, uh, somebody, and so that'll somebody, be some, something some
0: I'll do to see. Yeah. And well, but well, when we send you some subscribers, they can, <laughs> they can take a look and follow, follow along with that. Now I've got some other footage yeah. here from your, from your channel. I'll put it up here so you can see it. Um, so this is the power adapter. It's all power over ethernet, right?
1: Yeah. So you just plug that, that's the, the power injector and there's a, a white and a black side. They tried to make it really easy. And, uh, there's a black cord and a white or sorry, a black cable and a white cable that come with it. And so basically the black cable goes to the satellite Mm -hmm. The white cable goes to the router. They tried to color code it. I mean, there's no manual or instructions that really come with it other than this big cardboard printout. That's got like Ikea picturesque instructions that literally says, you know, plug this in here, plug that in there. If you needed more help, you could go to the website. But as far as what comes in the box, it was pretty straightforward. You could figure it out without really having to do anything.
0: And Elon Musk says this is as easy as pointing it at the sky and you're done. Was that your experience?
1: yeah that's all I did. I mean, it, you can see the tripod there. I just literally when I first set it up because I was excited to see if it worked and see what the speeds were. I just set it in my driveway. Mm, <laughs> I so live in it. a yeah I live in a private drive. it's a gravel driveway, so I don't mm-hmm. get any traffic up here, and I have it it's pretty big, so I just set it on the edge of my driveway and it did its thing, and it's just like the cable's going out the bottom of my garage door at the moment until I find a a perfect place to mount it when I'm ready to transition. From my current ISP to full-time Starlink, mm-hmm. then I'll probably do the roof mount.
0: And there's no restriction as to where you set. I mean, obviously, if you went further south, it wouldn't work as well, I guess. But they don't restrict where you can use it. So if you just you, if you went to your, your friend's house or whatever and set it up, that would be cool.
1: You know, I they definitely were asking to. I've heard that they're trying to figure out where you're putting it and that that's important i haven't okay. tried moving it anywhere else but I, i've heard people saying that they've heard that it's geo geofenced fenced somehow okay. i don't know if that's true or not or if they just don't have satellite coverage in other places and right, so it right. won't work it you know natural what i mean so, right. <laughs> right yeah so i don't know what's true or what's not i haven't followed the latest on those tweets but i do know that they they ask that you only use it at the location that they're sending it to oh interesting. Um, okay so I do have some friends that signed up, but, but they're traveling in into like Arizona and stuff. And I don't I don't think they're they're sending uh, they're expecting it to work there for sure. But uh, whether or not you could try it or not and, and get some spotty coverage, I don't know.
0: And it's not something you would put in a suitcase because it is kind of big. Right. So it's it might go in the RV, but not the not the suitcase. Well, I guess you can put it in a suitcase if it's big enough.
1: Yeah, and that, and I think that's one of the biggest use cases for this. I, I was a big-time RVer for a while, but if you're a boater or an RVer, when they finally get really good coverage uh, at a global scale, having that to travel with is way better than you go to RV parks and the, the Internet is just caked right. because everybody's it, it, using everybody's the not. same Wi-Fi. Right. Or you have a 4G hotspot that you have to pay, like, you know, godly amounts of money for each gigabit right. or, yeah, you know
0: there it's are whole just 20, YouTube 20, channels devoted to finding the best yeah. way to get unlimited data for RV users. This is going to be like a life changer, I think, for, for a lot of folks. Uh, I'm going to pull up some yeah, more full-time footage. full-time here. Yeah. yeah, exactly, from um, uh, your YouTube channel. So this looks like the app. Um, and I think the first thing we're looking at here is the augmented reality thing that gives you an idea as to what, I guess you have to make sure your, your sky is clear in, in the area in which that Um, Non-dark area circle is right.
1: Yeah, I think the idea is they they just want you to plop the satellite down wherever you think is a good spot, and then you put your phone above it and make sure that that clear circle is completely clear of any obstructions like trees or, you know, a house or your neighbor, you know, anything like that. Um, In my in my situation, that wasn't a big problem. But if you're in a you know residential area that could be kind of tough depending on where you're at so that's probably why roofs are going to be pretty common but mm-hmm. if you just got a you know a decent sized yard you could just plop it in the yard no problem especially if you want to keep it portable and you don't want right. to have to you know mount it anywhere because you're going yeah. to be moving a lot or maybe you're renting
0: yeah right. yeah Huh, that's really neat now, let me go fast forward here a little bit because it looks like you get some statistics too so and you're it looks like you're an it guy or, or into it for sure so there's a, a lot of good data here you can look at too right
1: Yep. No, I'm definitely, uh, I've been working in IT for over a decade and um, I, I, I'm in management now, so I'm not on the engineering side, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's it's always good to see the data. And, and so it looks like the app does a good job of ch- keeping track of the latency and the download available, the upload usage. Uh, it it kind of tracks a lot of different things and I'm sure that's what they're using as part of their beta testing uh, to keep track of things as they're They're using the same data. It's nice that they present it to the the users too, so.
0: And I guess too, it looks like it's keeping track of and almost maybe um, logging uh, uh, obstruction events, things that might've blocked the signal. Um, So it looks like you have a clear sky where you are. Have you encountered anything? Because I've been getting a lot of people asking about weather. Now we haven't really hit winter yet, so that'll be a big test, I'm sure. Um, Have you had overcast days, rainy days? Have you seen any differences in performance?
1: Not that I've noticed. Um, like I said, it's, it's been rainy the last couple of days, and it, it was fairly overcast today. It looks like it's probably a little overcast right now. And it, it, doesn't, um, it doesn't seem to make a huge difference. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know if, like, it gets covered in snow or something like that. What, what the, I live in an area where it definitely is going to snow at some point, so we'll see, um, you know, if that makes a difference. But uh, so far, clouds or rain doesn't seem to affect it.
0: So we'll have to get back to you on, on the, uh, the, the the bigger the bigger weather, the hail, the, <laughs> the snow. You might <laughs> yeah, have a lot of snow up there. That'll, that'll probably be a good, a good test of, uh, of how that works. Um, next thing I want to pull up here, let me just look on my screen, is the actual speed tests. And, of course, we've been seeing a lot, you know, all of us uh, fans of this, this service have been seeing a lot of stuff getting posted in the early beta phase. Now that the, the regular beta is rolling out, you've actually done some real speed tests here. So I'm going to pull up this first one. Um, this one looks like you got 180 megabits down and 15 or 16 up, huh?
1: Yeah, that was just done le- late last night. I had some homework that I wrapped up and I wanted to post a video cause there've been so many questions from people and, uh, people wanted me to use different speed testing services. A lot of people recommend this one. So mm-hmm. I went ahead and used it and, um, yeah, that's, it was testing from my place to Seattle, which is in the same state. Right. Um, and and when I get on the internet, like you know, how you can go check your public IP address where you're entering the internet from. Right. So what's interesting is my service is entering from Seattle. So even though my dish is here, it's bouncing off the satellite and it must be hitting a a tower That's or safe. something in Seattle yeah. and then entering entering the internet there.
0: Right. So and, and I'll tell you what this 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 um, now. So my I, I just upgraded my cable connection. It's been a whole big ordeal, but. Your upload speed is faster than what I was getting with Comcast a few months ago. <laughs> so that, that to me would have been a, a, a selling point right there. And the other thing is, is the ping rate is, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, that, that, that's surprisingly good. And are you seeing that pretty consistently?
1: Yeah, it's normally in the 30s to 40s. And my plan is to do quite a bit more testing with that. I, I haven't gamed in a long time. A lot of people are asking about that. And so I plan on, uh, you know, seeing what the latency is when you're doing like a Counter-Strike match or something like that, because right. that's important to a lot of people <laughs>
0: Right. <And laughs> you know, that want a game on it. Right. And the consistency, yeah. consistency of that is important. And, you know, as we're watching here, you know, we have our, our little data thing going. First of all, the call kind of we had one little drop off of uh, probably early on in, in our interview here. So that that was about the only glitch that we saw. The audio was able to keep coming. So the connection wasn't totally severed. Um, we did lose your mm-hmm. video, but you know, we can could, could still hear. Um, so it looks like, I mean, it's pretty consistent. The, um, the latency that we're getting right now on the call that people can see from home is is higher than you would get from a normal ping test because there's there's a lot of relaying going on with how uh, the vMix call for this interview works. But I mean, it's, it's pretty consistent uh, with what I typically see when I've got people on this vMix call system. So, you know, from the standpoint of, you know, my experience talking to you, this has been this has been really good. So that's a good thing. What have you done with it? So you said you haven't gotten into the gaming yet. What are you doing with the service right now that that you couldn't do before?
1: Uh, uploading YouTube videos. I wouldn't do it before <laughs> because at five megabits up, and I have I have like thirty or forty devices in my house. I kind of have a smart house built, and so you know, there's a bunch of cameras and everything's constantly using the internet to trickle data in and out. And so really, I only get maybe two or three up. Um, and since I got this, I've always been a big uh, fan of YouTube content. I don't even have cable really. I just watch YouTube for pretty much everything. And, uh, I've always wanted to kind of post some information back to the community cause I use it so often. So this was a first chance where I was like, I don't think there's a lot of people that know much about this. I'm going to go ahead and post it. And, um, and so, yeah, it's been really good to be able to actually upload a video and it didn't take, you know, 10 hours. <laughs>
0: right, because <laughs> right, you, were, you were at five before, which will take forever. So and that was actually the very same issue that I had. Um, so where I was, yeah. I was, I was I was at about I think I was getting about 12 megabits maximum. Um, but I'm doing, you know, three or four videos a week and we're sending out to multiple platforms. And you know, the upload speed was was killing me. But even to go from from what I had to what you're seeing sometimes, because you're getting into the 20s sometimes, right? Is it is it getting? Yeah, I've seen
1: I've seen 25 and 30, actually, depending
0: on the time. So, you know, if that continues, that would be double what I was getting with Comcast uh, for almost the same price. You know, the downstream is a little different, but the uh, the upstream has always been my frustration. So that's awesome that you're you're uploading YouTube videos and it's and it's working.
1: Yeah, and, and what they actually talked about in the email is, um, I want to say they were thinking, yeah, 50 to 150 is what they were thinking. So mm-hmm. um, they did, I don't think they mentioned what they thought the upload would be in that. So, um, yeah, I've been pretty happy with what the upload is uh, to date. And I, I was wondering, where geographically, where are you at?
0: So I am in Connecticut. As far as. So, so that's what, quite, what,
1: a lo- what, quite a long ways.
0: Yeah, and, so, and that's what's so interesting about, about this. And just so everyone at home understands what's going on here. So, um, And I've got this crazy new fiber optic connection that I got from Comcast. I got a whole series about that adventure, getting that set up. Um, but what's happening here is that you know I'm talking to you. Uh, my signal is going out to my head end in, in uh, about five or six miles away from me. Um, and then I'm mm-hmm. hitting Comcast's data center, I think in um, New York City. Um, And then it's going through the backbone to Seattle. Uh, It's going to to the Starlink data center. That, in turn, is transmitting up to the low-Earth orbiting satellite, which is then coming back down to you. And you're reversing that pattern when you talk to me. Um, so typically yep. in, in a home internet connection, you would have your cable node and, and, the, and the coax, the fiber connection there, and that's you know, how it would go. So we've got uh, space now <laughs> involved in, in the discussion, which is, uh, which is awesome. But it seems to be, I mean, this has been really, I'm surprised how good this is, um, you know, especially so early on. Now, do you know anybody that also has the service that's near where you live? Or are you, are you it?
1: no. I know a couple of people that signed up that I convinced that didn't have good internet that complained to me quite a bit. I'm like, Hey, you should sign up for the beta. You never know. And they didn't get emails at the same time I did, which I thought was kind of interesting. So I don't know how they're, I don't know how they're picking. Um, Cause these people are within, you know, half hour, 45 minutes of me. Um, and they are, you know, just as rural and some of them have like huge net set, which is not fun because um, right. they meter meter your stuff. Um, so right. Yeah, it's, I don't know what the rationale is for how they're picking people. I don't have any inside information or know anybody at, um, in Redmond. I met a guy at Starlink or, uh, at SpaceX once when I was like, uh, maybe 24, but that was way before Starlink was even a thing. So I haven't talked to anybody personally from there in a long time, even though I'm pretty close to their headquarters.
0: Well, so you hit the lottery. You got you got into the beta. <laughs> um, you were you were in the right spot, and and it's working. And and for all we know, you could be the only guy on the satellite right now too, which is pretty neat too. So um, possible. We'll to see, yeah, it's possible. So we'll have to see where it goes. But uh, very very cool. Now, what else do you plan? Uh, so so when you got this, you had that slower that slower service. Was it immediately noticeably better when you? First yeah, I w-
1: uh, yeah, I would say so. That the latency was significantly different. I'll have to do because I have them both set up. At the, same, at the same time right now. And I can connect from my laptop from one wireless network to the other. I'll have to do some comparison tests to kind of show you guys the difference. Mm-hmm. It's the latency that's really the biggest one, I think. It's, um, you know, unless you're doing something that's a large download, you're not gonna notice a download difference. But when it comes to the latency, it's just how responsive web pages are, how quickly things load. Um, that, that seems to make a big difference.
0: And looking at that, that you know, that speedtest.net result you were getting, I mean, that, that is really a traditional, you know, for the most part, that's what most people get on a, on a home broadband connection. So it's, it's, yeah. I think it's as good as a, you know, decent cable connection from, from what I'm seeing there. And it's probably only gonna get better as they get more uh, satellites into orbit there. So very cool stuff. Well, Josh, thank you for uh, joining us. Um, I don't wanna keep you too late here. We're doing a late night interview here, so I'll let you get back to everything. But um, wh- where can people find your YouTube channel, first of all? What should they search for, just just your name?
1: Yeah, it's just Josh Grayson, I didn't, um, wasn't planned a lot, so I already had a channel up for you know just my typical uh, Google account, so I'm just using that for now. Uh, maybe someday we'll morph it into something else, but I figured I'll just post stuff there for people that wanna learn more about what's going on with it, how it works, I'll try to do, there's quite a bit of stuff I wanna do because I've got a lot of good comments on that, and maybe you have some ideas as well, but people wanna see how much power it pulls, they want to see what the latency is when when you're gaming. They want to know if it moves all the time or if it doesn't. So trying to do a time lapse there. Right. Um, they also want to see how it's going to mount. And uh, the other thing they want to know is, do you have to use a Starlink router? What components are necessary oh. and not necessary? Yeah, so you know, can you just plug was... in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I haven't tested any of that yet. It's still just I have literally the Starlink router plugged in. And I'm using that, but I have my own home router still connected to my old connection, so I can have them both. But at some point, I'll just plug my my, my old router that I've been using. It's a Ubiquiti um, Amplify mm-hmm. router. I'll plug it into the the Starlink uh, setup and see where where it comes in. I'm pretty sure you need to use the power injector um, because I think that's how the, the satellite gets its power. But I don't think you have to use a Starlink router, but I could be wrong about that. Um, I'm I'm not sure if the app works if you don't have that router in play. Mm-hmm. It does have an auxiliary port on it, so maybe you just daisy chain it off of that. So um, are you on so Wi Fi right other... now
0: or, or via Ethernet to that to that router?
1: This is Wi Fi, yeah. Oh no kidding. So the okay. the, wow. the router's literally in my garage, so it's behind wow. that door.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So wow, this is like it's actually good Wi Fi in addition to a good satellite connection. So this is uh this is great. Yeah. And and it's five so, gigahertz it, Wi Fi. And there's no, uh, there's no caps on, on the data usage, I'm assuming, right? Not
1: yet. Not that they've, not that they've said. You know, I, I would expect at some point they'll come out with a tiering program or something, but right. you never know. It's Elon Musk, and he likes to kind of flip things and uh, go off fundamental principles. You know, he, He's not interested in doing what everybody else is doing if it doesn't make sense. So right. I, I don't know what they'll do. So, yeah, it's just one tier, and it's you get whatever, whatever's available is basically kind of how it's going right now.
0: So would you say it's better than nothing or or better than better than nothing? I would say it's better than
1: better than nothing for sure. (laughs) If I if I didn't like it's better than my point to point wireless, which is better than nothing. So that qualifies as better than better than nothing, Uh, especially if they get the consistency up, which I know will happen as they launch more satellites like the instant the coverage is consistent or they have a good uh, mesh. Yeah, you're not going to get any drops, I don't think.
0: Excellent. Well, Josh, thanks again uh, for joining us. And uh, we'll we'll keep us posted as to what's going on. And uh, what we'll do, um, I'll send anyone who wants to know more about the service, uh, you can ask down below in this video. I'm sure Josh will keep an eye on the comments, but go to his channel, subscribe. Um, because he's got I think you've got about five or six great content ideas already just from the initial questions you got. And I'm sure people have a lot of questions that they wish I asked that I didn't. So uh, head over to Josh's channel, uh, subscribe and ask away. And I'm sure he will uh, be happy to have more content to make. So, Josh, thanks again for joining us and have a good night.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, if anybody has any questions, just shoot away. I'll try to take the time to to do any testing that I can do to try to help everybody figure out if it's something that's going to work for them.
0: So I want to thank Josh for coming on the channel and definitely check out his channel to get more information on Starlink. He's going to be doing a lot more with it. We actually talked for about 45 minutes after the interview, and it was a rock-solid connection. You forget for a moment that you're communicating through space satellites here. Uh, So all in, it was a very good uh, first experience here for Starlink, and Josh is quite happy with his service so far. And again, he'll answer any questions that you've got. I want to thank uh, all of you who contributed this week to the channel because this wrap-up is being brought to you by all of you. Uh, for Super Chatters this week during our live streams, we had Wolf Factor 56 and Turbo TV. And then on the membership side, we got a bunch of new supporters on Floatplane. They include Aswilin, Ox, Space Wolfie, Ball Justice, Laser Marks. And then we also had some new YouTube members, Martin Paulini and Stefan Crasher. I want to thank everyone for their contributions this week and everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis and all of you who watch on a regular basis, too, because all of those things equal channel growth. Now, if you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lawntv slash support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution to the channel. We also support the YouTube membership program with that join button right down below so you can click on there and get a cool icon next to your name. And of course, we also support Floatplane, which is the newest platform that we are uploading to. Now, this week on the channel, we had one live stream. We unboxed the iPad Air and the GPD Win Max, and then we took some of the work we did during that live stream and turned it into two different videos. One of them went up on the Extras channel for the iPad Air unboxing, and then on the main channel, we uploaded the unboxing of the GPD Win Max. Uh, That video ended up being about 8 minutes and 36 seconds as you can see and I felt like its length might work better on the main channel and I know a lot of you like some quirky PCs and that one actually did okay so we might uh, do a few more unboxings on the main channel in the future if they're long enough. Uh, we also had my full review of the ipad air and then we also took a look at a usb flash drive and people wonder why would you devote nine minutes to a usb flash drive well it was kind of an interesting one actually and there's also some software that sandisk uses with it that i did some uh, explaining of so that took a bit of a portion of the video there uh, super glider dude though asked that you're running out of things to review and actually what happened here was that I keep a what I call a surplus video in the wings in case something gets screwed up in my production workflow. And this week we were getting a PC review ready and I noticed something was incorrect in the video that I shot, and I just couldn't upload it with that incorrect information. So I slid in this video where that review would have gone And it's always good to have one in the hopper in case those things happen. So that's why we put that one up. I actually shot that probably about a month or two ago. So this week on the channel, we've got a bunch of stuff planned. And the first thing, will be getting the video that was supposed to go up yesterday done. Uh, It's a little cheap jumper laptop that you can find on Amazon. These are Windows laptops that sell for like 250 bucks. That will be uh, next on the agenda for me. Uh, We also will be taking a look this week at the new Surface Laptop Go from Microsoft. This is a 12-inch laptop, and I really like this form factor. It's very similar to my little MacBook that I've got here on the desk with me, and we'll see how well this one does a little later in the week, but look out for an unboxing video first on the Extras channel. Uh, We're also going to try to get to the Roku Ultra. This is the new version of the Roku Ultra. Likely not much has changed from last year, but we'll take a look at what's new. And then I also got in the Roku Stream Bar, which I might look at at the same time, so be on the lookout for that. Now, if you want to be notified every time we go live or do any kind of upload to the channel, you can click on that bell to get those notifications. We also have a bunch of other places where you can find me, including my extras channel, the live streams, the float plane, and of course my amazon page at lon.tv slash amazon shop which now has my videos as well Uh, so definitely take a look and follow me there because whenever we do a live stream we often uh, do it both here and on amazon and i think on november 15th i'm going to do another one of these coupon streams Uh, so be on the lookout for that and i'll give you some more info on that through my email list by the way which you can find at lon.tv slash email it's very infrequent only when we've got something big going on we also have my Facebook group at lon.tv Facebook group, a great way to interact with me and all of the other folks here on the channel. Uh, we have the store at lon.tv store where I put previously used items up for sale. And soon we're going to have a bunch of stuff, two iPads, a kitchen TV, and a whole bunch of other things that I just need to get some time to list. Uh, so sign up for the store alert email so you'll get a notification whenever those things go live on the store. And there's only one of everything because these are the exact items that we reviewed here on the channel and are now getting rid of. So lots more to come here. Stay tuned for that. I want to thank you all for your continued viewership. I want to thank Josh again for coming on the channel to tell us all about Starlink. Definitely subscribe to his channel if you're interested in the service. He's got it and he's going to answer questions, and I think that's great. Uh, so check him out uh, at the link you'll see down in the com- in the description down below. Leave your comments down below as well, and I will talk to you all very soon. Until next time, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.tv supporters, including Gold Level supporters, Tom Albrecht, Chris Allegretta, Mike Patterson, and Bill Pomeran. don't forget to subscribe. Visit lawntv slash s.